course you were around, right? Well, actually, that would, you know what? No, I, I, I don't take that back. I wish you had been around when we did Salute Heroes. I think you would have gotten a kick out of the whole experience, to be honest with you. Yeah, the so, OG. The OG. Oh, my gosh. Just don't say, like, okay, boomer, and I'm, I'm totally fine. Oh, okay, boomer. All right, slacker. Got it. Millennials. Okay. All right. This is you. Hi everyone, I'm Josh McCormick. And I'm Rick Carrillo. This is Salute Talks. Story, the driving force and undercurrent of major events, products we sell, political campaigns, and especially people's lives. And that just doesn't apply to the individual level, but to organizations, nonprofits, agencies, and institutions. Our guest, Alejandro Maya, CEO of Sprocket Media Hub, worked with Salute America to do just that, help create the web-based docuseries Salute Heroes. I had the pleasure and the privilege to work with Alejandro on this project. We flew, we drove across the country, capturing stories from individuals who are creating a culture of health equity in their communities and beyond. Alejandro, welcome to Salute Talks. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to start off by throwing some numbers your way, 121 and 484. 121 is a number of Salute Hero videos we've produced to date, and 484 is an average number of people we've interviewed. So scalability-wise, I think we have to say thank you for your help in creating so much content for Salute America, primarily for our Salute Heroes project. I mean, I think that's remarkable. And I want to kick things off by just asking, based on your experience, I mean, and the scope of this project, how how did this compare to other projects that you've been a part of or are a part of? Well, this project is uh, very personal to me because it was one of the first opportunities that we have had to not only act as a production company, but also to contribute with our ideas and our way of doing things and thinking um, about culture. When we started doing the project, uh, it was just about shooting stories and doing the the videos and the interviews. But really, Salute Heroes is, is, is beyond that. It's beyond numbers. Is beyond uh, a platform. Salute Heroes is about people. It's about people's stories. And every business, every organization, everything, everywhere that we go, the DNA that moves them forward, it is the story. And if we just stop and think about the Salute Heroes and the Salute America story, I mean, uh, if we just stop and think about that, let's just uh, see how many people they have touched to the power of the story, just, just, just the opportunity to hear a story and to transfer it to, um, to other people, to other group, to, to, to follow the role model and to try to do something like they did in, in so many stories. That's what's important, you know. That experience was, is the experience that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life. And then, of course, if all these videos touch one person and that one person made a change, then we did our job. And I think we touched more than one person. I completely agree that stories are resonant throughout, you know, what we do. In in your opinion, why do stories drive people the way that they do? Look, uh, as humans, we follow role models. And uh, it is very important for us to have those uh, good role models. If we see something that we like, we're going to imitate it. And if it's something that we dislike, we're going to stay away from it. Uh, Salute Heroes is that. I mean, 
and and even the word you know to have a hero to have someone to follow to imitate that that that's a a very nice frame that was created to enhance the power of the story and the power of the role model and uh, salud america this institution has followed that from their very beginnings and uh, and we need to realize that only knowing where we come from we know where we're going from understanding that we see things the way we are not the way things are and it is hard it is hard to see that in people and to understand the other side of the coin to understand how they're doing things so when we match them with the right audience magic happens uh, uh, and i've been witness of that as we were going to all these cities we saw latinos powerful and beautiful latinos making changes in this country you know because every city that we touch i was so impressed of how proud these latinos are of what they're doing and the changes that they're making and you can watch any any story that we did and it's full of love and it's full of passion do you think that something that's low in supply is a platform for for individuals like latinos and people of color to have a place to share their story Well, let, let's go back again. Let's go back a little bit of history. If we go a few years uh, ago, and it's not too many years ago, before Facebook and before social media, um, there were five networks in the in the country, and then uh, few newspapers in every city, and bunch of radio stations in in every city. Social media and internet really has opened. Now the medium really uh, it is. Uh, more reachable to organizations and to people you know to to deliver the message to tell their story and uh, yes there's a lack of uh, of this type of platforms again we see things the way we are and and obviously we want to give our story the way we think it is you know and some people will disagree and and see it the other way around but as we create these platforms or as we call it at Sprocket Media Hub media channels as we create these platforms we're creating uh the way to allow organizations to deliver their message because yes we could have 500 stories and they're reaching no one you know if you put these uh stories and and you put them in in front of the right audience they will change lives they will you know and uh and that is the challenge the challenge is how do we motivate investment to to create these platforms to deliver these channels what we're doing right now is fantastic because what we're doing right now is we we are creating a uh, uh, a legacy really we're talking about the legacy of this project and that's probably the most important thing at the end of the day uh years from now uh, whether this project continues or stops or whatever it happens we 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 can say you know what we did a good job we did a good job and and the proof is that the stories were there and and they did their job what is a standout story that you and recovered for sludiros you know i i i would say that everywhere i went i learned something everywhere everywhere we we went and and not just from the story that we were interviewing but for the experience the people around us but there's one Let me tell you which one, and this one changed my life. We went to uh, California to a little town called Cotler Rossi, 
uh, the main population there were Latinos. And the principal of the school, they wanted the children to uh, stop drinking sugary drinks and drink water. There were two stories. One story was about uh, these uh, water fountains that they were placing uh, so that kids could drink the water for, from the water fountains. And the other one was to stop the children from drinking uh, sugary drinks into the school, to bring them to school. Well, the first part of the story is that uh, when they tried to implement that with the, with the parents, everybody said, you're crazy, you won't tell me what my children is gonna drink, we will not drink uh, uh, the water, because we work in the, in the farms, and we know that the water is contaminated, and we will not drink the water, period. We, we don't wanna get sick, we don't want our children to get sick. Even if you put whatever you put to give us the water, we won't. Obviously, the thing failed. And the next year, the following year, they said, why don't we do this? Why don't we educate the children first, teach them how dangerous are the sugar drinks for, for their bodies, and teach them about the, the, the consequences. And, uh, and they have all these different examples and all that. Uh, anyway, then the children went back home and told the parents, hey, daddy, mom, don't drink the, 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 the soda because it has so many sugar. So they actually culture the children to go and cultivate that into their parents, you know, and the change was made. And then that year they approved the change. Uh, sugar drinks were banned in, in the school. And then the kids started using the, the water fountains because they proved to them that they were safe enough to, to drink the water. That was the last day I drank a soda. One thing that I noticed was a common theme was that all these stories started with someone saying, I want to take control of my health. That idea of like self-efficacy, it really started with them, with this passion, this drive to do something about a problem in their community, and then just taking it one step further and, and, and understanding that although it's something they want to accomplish, it's also something that they're surrounded by like-minded people that want to accomplish the same thing. Um, and every story had that theme in there. And I don't think when we first started talking about that, we really understood that would be a prominent theme, right? Because we were thinking, well, they decided to partner with ABC people and XYZ organizations to try to create something that's sustainable. But then you, you really start diving into and start hearing these stories, and it's like, wow, they're... They want to be self-efficate. They want to push this culture of health starting from within. And I think that that was, to me, that was like the most awe-inspiring because every story was one more, one more block in the, in, the, in, the, in the monument of humanity's good. People ultimately want to be good. And I think that story just kind of really solidified that for me personally was seeing how virtuous people could be in cynical times and, and stressful times and in very just politically heated times. It, it was really just like refreshing. We'll be right back. Hello everyone, this is Rick Carrillo, one of the producers of Salute Talks. Our Salute Heroes web-based docuseries features individuals across this country who are actively implementing a culture of health that benefit members of their community. Visit salute.to backslash heroes to read these stories and be inspired to take action in your own town. Hey, this is Josh McCormick. As a media organization, our team is working day in and day out to create timely, relevant, and important content. We're producing stories, videos, and of course, podcasts that aim to address the inequities Latinos are facing in America today. To follow that work, 
and stay informed, visit salute.to slash news. Thanks so much. Beyond just being able to explore the country and seeing and meeting so many people, it really was that reinvestment that humanity can be good. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, uh, uh, this project goes beyond uh, any of my uh, wildest uh, expectations. You know, it's really something that I think people understand the power of the story and how the story is the DNA of, of every organization. When they realize that that's the power that will ignite their investment uh, from, from the outside. The stories need to be told. In, in thinking about how the story is so important, you know, some of the stories, some of the salute hero stories, some of those programs um, are no longer viable in, in, this, in the sense that those programs, you know, which is the nature of a lot of nonprofits, is that there is a shelf life with certain programs because of funding or support. But, but thinking about that, Alejandro, you know, if a nonprofit wants to tell their story, what advice would you give them in terms of accepting the fact that maybe their story, the plot of their story may end sooner than expected, but the legacy is what's more important? Long time ago, I decided that um, as a business owner, I wanted to be part of uh, projects that to us are legacy projects. Projects that we can tell later on, show the results, you know? And whether or not this stops because there's nothing that lasts forever, the asset still alive. Because I can say that I don't know how long this, this uh, Salute Heroes is going to continue to do what, what it does. But one thing that I know that there's uh, over 100 stories there that can continue to be cultivated and can continue to make change a hundred years from now just by going back and remembering what these people did on their time when they had the chance to do it. So it is something that, 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 that is very valuable, even as, uh, as time goes by. Uh, we, we, we tend to think, well, you know, that was 10 years ago, so it's irrelevant. Well, 10 years from now, those stories will continue to be relevant because, because they mark a, a moment in time. And it's just us as communicators, we need to go back and say, do I use that to tell this new story or not? So even as a library, it is important. What is important now is that we match our message with the right audience. And when we do that, magic happens. And that's for sure. So matching the message with the right audience, it causes change. And obviously in this, in this, what we need, trying to grow the culture of health, what else do we need? We need to do that. And again, I will go back. Everything begins with the power of the story. How do we change that mindset in today's culture? Yes, well, right now we live in times in which we have a fast gratification. Everything has to be quick. So to answer your question, what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer to an analogy that we have used for a few years. 
And, uh, and that is the difference between marketing and culturing. Marketing, uh, we went to school and they taught us that we needed to find a target, that we needed to bombard them with the information, that we need to push the message, that we needed to, um, to have a strategy and tactics, right? And if you stop for a second and think about this, the metaphor that, it's, that has been used is the metaphor of war. So we really are making war. I don't want to be a target of anyone. I don't want no, no one to target me and, and, and push me because, because marketing is a push, right? On the other hand, we have few other companies that they don't do that, that they use culturing as their tool of communication. Marketing is fast and furious, and culturing is slow. Marketing is push when culturing is pull, right? It's completely the opposite. The, the marketing, uh, you go in and out, culturing is a slow fermentation. You put an idea and leave it there. People grabs it and they pass it. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And the people do the marketing for you because they like what they're using. So having that in context, then we have a choice. And the choice is, as an organization, do you want to do one or the other, right? And, uh, and it's not that dramatic, because nowadays you need to be realistic. You need money, and you don't have all the time to wait. So for organizations, the smart thing to do is to understand these two options and combine them. You can still, in, in culture, you still do marketing. You still do that push, but it doesn't have to be that aggressive. It doesn't have to be with, with nonsense. Because when you're doing all this marketing, that, then this is the other thing. Uh, it's also about the methodology to arrive to those conclusions. And I can tell you that if I don't know my client, I cannot help him. And that's a fact. If the doctor doesn't know me as a person, even though he might think that I have this or that, if he doesn't know what are my habits, what do I eat, how can he for sure tell me what I have? Well, it's the same for me. If I don't know the business, I cannot help them. So the first thing that we do in our methodology is to get to know the client, their history. And, uh, and that's very important. And we all should do that work. Uh, we call it a business anthropology when it's a business. And when it's a person, we call it a barrio anthropology. So we try to understand the neighborhood, the barrio. And that's exactly what we did. As we were developing these stories, Rick did the great job to do this pre-work, to do this pre-anthropology, to understand what was going to happen when we got there. We were a little bit prepared on, on, on what we were going to be doing. And I'm talking that's the story. But this methodology allows us to, to truly understand what are the, the goals and objectives of the clients and what approach we should take. That's how it helps us. Now, the way it helps the client, when the client starts telling their story to us, because that's what the value anthropology or the business anthropology is, um, and they start listening to themselves, they realize that the business that they started or the organization that they started four, five, six, 20 years ago is not the same now. 
and allows them to, to see themselves in the mirror and uh, make the right decisions for the future. You know? so, so it's really like, um, like a, a very good way to, to, uh, to uh, center the objectives of any organization so that they can move forward. You know? And I'm very proud to be part of some of those projects where we have helped uh, uh, organizations do that. I think that when I'm talking to people about the current state of affairs, we can see that there are a lot of problems, right, that need handling, need action and movement. And sometimes, at least a lot of people today, feel that I'm not even going to try to handle anything. There's too much going on. I'm going to let other people handle it. But a theme through the stories that you're sharing is that if everyone made one small change, you could see this kind of movement that we need in our society today. Do you believe that's true? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, we, we, we walk one step at a time, and, and, and that's, that's the way life, I believe that's the way life is. And, um, and sometimes looking at these stories, when you, when you hear, and the way the stories were set up is that first we presented the problem <clears throat> and the situations that they needed to change. And then, uh, then we introduced the Salute Heroes idea and then the action, and then the results. And uh, so that format allows people to, to logically, you know, say, okay, this, this, is, this is similar to where I am, or this is something that I've been thinking about doing. One of our very, very first stories, this young girl here at a local high school that uh, started a program called Walking with the Principal. Right, that was our actually first Salute Hero story. You're right. What she did was fantastic, and it came out just from a conversation with her teacher. And the teacher encouraged her to say, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, so, so it truly became a small movement of movements for health, you know. And it, it was something so simple that you say, well, it's, it's not worth the story. But if you saw the amount of people walking with the principal because the principal had had a heart attack and needed to walk. And they said, well, let's walk with you, so we have your back, you know? So the whole community came out, and the whole community walked with the principal. And, uh, and, and it was a, a, a tremendous change. And, and you say, you know, these kids, they're fantastic. We're talking about heroes that are making changes that are very young age, that they're realizing and seeing things because they're not lazy, because they, 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 they're not taking things for granted. A special thank you to Alejandro for all the amazing work he's helped create with Salud America. To watch the latest Salud Heroes episode, check them out on salud.to slash video. Be sure to check out the other amazing projects that Sprocket Media Hub is creating by visiting their website, sprocketmediahub.com, or by checking out this episode's webpage at salud.to slash saludtalks. Before ending the show today, we here at Salute America want to say a heartfelt thank you to the co-producer of this podcast, Rick Carrillo, who has recently moved on to the next step in his career as the senior video producer of media production services at the Southwest Research Institute. During his time with our media group, he launched and created the web-based docuseries Salute Heroes, made impacts on countless lives, including my own, and was vital in the creation and development of this podcast. So, Rick, from your former co-workers and lasting friends... Thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Rick. You really rock. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate you. 
Thank you so much. You've done an amazing job with us, and we're going to miss you, but we wish you the best in all your new endeavors. As the year comes to a close, we want to thank you all for joining us week after week. It is our hope that the discussions featured here have made an impact on your life in some way. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or even episode ideas, please send us an email at saludetalks at uthscsa.edu. Salute Talks will be taking a break for the upcoming winter holidays, but we'll be back on January 8th with more discussions about where we are as a society, how we got here, and what we all can do to make a difference in creating a culture of holistic health equity. Salute Talks is produced by Rick Carrillo, Josh McCormick, and the media team at Salute America. It is executive produced by Dr. Amelie Ramirez. The music heard on this podcast is produced by Bonus Points. Find Salute America online at salute-america.org. Find us on all social platforms at Salute America to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our award-winning videos on our YouTube channel at salute.to backslash video. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. From our staff here at Salute America, we hope you all have a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. Thanks for listening, and as always, we hope you enjoyed.